0: Holy Spirit, have your way today. We'll give you all the glory for every good thing that comes out of this service. In Jesus' name, and everyone that agrees with that prayer said, amen. 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 And so be it. Glory to God. Just type in amen or whatever you need to do. But let the Spirit, let the Father know that you're in agreement with everything that we just prayed.
1: Yes, praise God. We want to welcome all of you that are viewing us. God bless you. We miss you. Give yourselves a virtual hug from me. Amen. If you haven't already done so, I encourage you to download the Linked Up Church app. You can find it in the Google Store or in, in the App Store if you have an iOS device. There's a lot of content there for your children, for your babies, as well as for you. Also, you can follow us on the notes that are there in the app or you can put uh, Load up U version and then sit in the U version app as well or on our
0: website. So praise the Lord. Praise God. Wasn't that music department white yes. hot today? I mean, yes. weren't, weren't they on fire? They man? were they, just, fire. they lit my candle today. Musicians, singers, man, I, that just put me right where I need to be. I'm so excited about God and the things of God. I'm going to give you about three seconds to get excited about God and the yes. things of God. I'm going to give you all, of this all three seconds yes, to get thank excited you, Father, for about you God good. and the things of God. On, let God know that you love him. You're excited about what he's doing in this time and in this hour. Everyone in this room didn't show excitement about God and the things of God. I know they're doing it online, but I need to see some excitement in this room. God is good. Whether you realize it or not, God is good, and he is good all the time. He's being good to you right now, in this moment and in this hour. I think I'm going to put a sign up on this church before. You can walk into this sanctuary. you got to get excited about God. Yeah. You can't come in here sad with no long face, all beat down and depressed like God has not been good to you. I think we're going to have something on these doors. we got to come in this place right. You, you I'm know, excited today.
1: You know what? I dare you, I double dog dare you. Those of you that are watching online and you're watching by by way of their social media platforms, I dare you to type in at least one thing that you can be thankful for. And it cannot be that there's breath in my body and (laughs) and I'm in my right mind, something for real, for real, that you're thankful for. Just type it in there. Let everybody know that you're at least thankful for this one thing, and it can't be something basic. It's something that one thing, whether you were called back to work, whether you were, your, your child came back home to you, whether you were able to maintain your job, whatever it was, I want you to type in one thing that you're thankful for, for God.
0: Because what people don't realize, we have a lot to be grateful for. And when you can't thank God, that means you're ungrateful, right? And we don't ever want to be that way. And I want to give you some insight. Being thankful sets you up for more increase. Yes. When you thank God for the little that you have, he multiplies that, and he makes it more. Thank God for something. That was so good right there. We're going to conclude Warning Signs today, part 5. Really, everything that we've talked about up to this point was to get us right here. This journey through this series has helped us look at the signs of warning foretold throughout Bible prophecy. All of these notes are right in the Bible app. You can follow along. One-third of the Bible is prophecy. And what prophecy is, is history written in advance. It is foretelling, speaking the mind and counsel of God. And what's really beautiful is that we started this series before all of this happened. So we didn't start it in response to what was happening. We started it before all of this happened, and I believe God was just getting us ahead of what was coming so we wouldn't be moved by it. We've looked at 11 warning signs over the last four weeks. We're not going to go back and look at all 11 of those, but you can go back, look at the previous notes, and just kind of keep those at the forefront of your mind and your heart, okay? Our foundation text is found in 1 Peter 4, 7, and 8. And it says, but the end of all things is at hand. And, and we can see that. It doesn't, it, a blind person can see that all of this is coming to a close. It says here, therefore be serious and watchful. Now is not the time to be playing with God or playing church. We need to be alert. We need to stay woke. We need to pay attention, right? And above all things, have fervent, hot, intentional love for one another. For love will cover and hide a multitude of sins. So we can see that we're living in times of great deception right now. If you want to know the truth, nobody really knows what's going on but God. We don't really know what's behind all of this, who's really setting the fires, what's really going on. We don't know. We're living at high levels of deception. And as a result of that, we need to hold fast to the word of truth. That's right. We need to hold fast to what it is that we believe. In days like these, more than ever, we need to be strongly anchored and grounded in two areas, the love of God and the Word of God. That's right. That's right. Now, we're going to talk about today as we conclude how to live in the last days. Or another way to say that is how to live in light of these warning signs. That's right. And, you know,
1: I, this, is the, this is the message that the previous three messages was mounting up for, and I'm so excited because here we've talked about the warning signs. We talked about what to look for. And, you know, this, today we're talking about how to live. Yeah. How to live so that even when these warning signs happen and you recognize them, you're not put off by them, you can rejoice in spite of them you know and know what to do during this time and be empowered to encourage your, not only your fellow believers but be a light before those that don't believe yeah. no. how to live in the last days number one, occupy until he returns occupy until he returns so know this, Luke chapter 19 turn there, Luke chapter 19 it says I'm going to read from the New King James Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. (laughs) Stop. Now, we went to Israel some time ago. And it was cursed. Israel was cursed. If you go back in your Old Testament, it was cursed while Ahab was the ruler. And it was cursed as a place of sin. And when we went back there, and you see that throughout the Bible that Jericho was just, it it, it was just a place where chaos just happened. And even when we went there not too long ago, uh, it was still considered the Las Vegas of Israel. It was considered Sin City. And so mind you, Jesus is going through Jericho, i.e. Sin City, on his way to Jerusalem. This is just a few days before, a few weeks before he's to be crucified. And this here, so while he's on this here tour, uh, while he's on his way, he gets stopped. It says in verse two, now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and he was rich and he sought to see who Jesus was but could not because of the crowd for he was short of stature uh you know I have short people in my life and I love them all (laughs) and I, I you know I love them all I'm partially Korean, so most of the people in my family are shorter than me, at least on the Korean side of the family, but I don't know if that was a jab or what, but basically it said that he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up unto a sycamore tree to see him, him being Jesus, for he was going to pass that way. So in other words, the way I interpret this, no matter where you are physically, where you are mentally, when you want to know Jesus, you will find a way to know Jesus. You will make him a priority. No matter where you are in life, whether your shortened finances, shortened success, shortened encouragement, uh-huh. shortened emotions, shortened relationship, or shortened stature. If you want Jesus, He has made Himself available, and there's a way to get to Him. Yeah. It is not hard and it is not burdensome. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, and then this is the thing that it was interesting to me was as Zacchaeus, it says, he just wanted to see who He was. Right. He just wanted to see who he was. I wanted to see this dude, Jesus, because I believe that he had heard the stories, that the fame of what Jesus had done, his teachings had reached even Jericho. It penetrated Sin City. And this man was like, whoa, this dude's coming through here. I I can't pass up this chance just to see him. And then in verse 5, it says, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. In that sycamore tree, and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste, come down, for today I must stay at your house. Jesus knew who Zacchaeus was. There wasn't no formal introduction. He didn't say, My name is Zacchaeus and I came to see you. He wasn't famed for for his riches he was a rich man but he was also a publican in other words he was a tax collector he was despised we're not too happy when irs sends us a visit (laughs) if irs is looking for us we know it's trouble so in other words if this man is looking for somebody basically he was trouble he was somebody that that they didn't want to have to deal with so he was a rich man by ill got means and so he says zacchaeus make haste and come down for today i must stay in your house let me continue. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when, he saw, when they saw it, they all complained, saying, he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Uh-oh. Now, now know this. Let's back up to verse 5 when Jesus says, For today I must stay at your house. Must. God never messed around with words. Jesus is saying, It is the will of God that I stay at this sinner's house. God will visit you no matter where you are. He will visit you in your dirtiest dirt. He will visit you in your cleanliest clean. He will visit you when you're in the gutter and on drugs and high, and he will visit you when you're doing the best of the best. God is not too far for you from you where you can't be found.
0: That's right. And
1: in fact, in most cases, it's his will that you be found wherever you are. So if you don't know who Jesus is, if you haven't been introduced to him formally, we're going to make a way for that later on today. Yeah. But don't think that you got to clean up to know him. Don't think you got to clean up to be with him. He wants you dirty, stinking, and and ill-gotten as you are just where you are because he's the only one that
0: can clean you that's good so in other other words don't try to clean yourself and come to him come to him and he'll clean you
1: yep exactly because he knows your name
0: yeah he knows my name come on let me help you out now come on let's do it together he
1: knows my name
0: come on ask for this simpson he
1: knows my name I'm
0: about to mess it up. Oh
1: how <laughs> he walks with me
0: And oh how he
1: talks with me And oh how he
0: tells me
1: That I am his own
0: Almost you got to learn the
1: words You got to learn the words <laughs> That's when practice helps. <laughs> got to practice. Rehearsal. We did in practice. Rehearsal. Praise God. And so then he says, when, the, when they, they see him, and, and so what, in verse 6, you got me all distracted. <laughs> in verse 6, it says, Zacchaeus made haste. Wait, hold up. You know my name? Wait, wait a minute. I'm up in this sycamore tree, and you knew enough to look up to find me? I'm not short in your eyes. I'm not lacking in your eyes. I'm not without in your na- eyes. I'm not naked and disposed in your eyes. You know me, Jesus. So it says he made haste, came down, and was on his way. But in his on his way, he heard the naysayers, you know, the religious people. Yeah. The people that think they've done done a little something because they go to church all the time. Been in church all their life but never served. Let me, mess, let me not mess with that.
0: Stay with the book. Don't mess yes. with me. Yes. Let me, let me let say.
1: Don't Amen. People. I love you, though. Life. I'd rather have you in the house, though. Amen. <laughs> and so he says, you know me, and he make haste. And then he hears the religious people because that's who he was with. He was with the believers some of, of Christ and some of Jews that were just following him, and it says here that when they saw it, they all complained, saying he is going to be a guest in a man who is a sinner, in a, house who's, uh, who, uh, uh, in a house of a man who is a sinner. And then it says Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, now he's hearing this, that they're calling him a sinner. You going to his house? Jesus, you can't go to his house. And it's as if Jesus, Zacchaeus says, but, but Lord... I give half of my goods to the poor, and I have taken anything. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Now, when it says here that I give half and I restore, it doesn't mean that that translation there in the in the Greek doesn't suggest that I have been in the habit of doing. It says that I have started doing. See, there's a difference in the in the verb there. He says I, it says I have not been in the habit of doing, but I, I believe it interprets this way. But since I heard about your message, and since I heard about your fame, which is why I was so curious to climb up in that sycamore tree to see at least who you were, I decided to start getting my life right. I decided to do what I could do. So therefore, if I robbed anybody, I decided not too long ago to start giving at least up to half back. And if I was, if I was accused of anything, I would restore fourfold. And he's saying basically, and then check Jesus out. Jesus said in, verse, said in verse 9, he says, Today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. So, in other words, Zacchaeus was responding to the accusations, but Jesus responded to the man. And Jesus said, Yeah, you've done good, but it's not enough to be good because nothing good is in man but God himself. He's the only one that's good. That's right. So he says, So you've done good. That's all right. Plenty of people do good. good start. But now... You need salvation. Yeah. Because yeah. good is what you do here. But salvation is promised to you for here and eternity. That's good. And then he qualifies it with this because he say he's still a seed of Abraham. Yeah. In other words, he's still a part of my covenant. He's still a part of my plan. You're still a part of his covenant. You're still a part of his plan. You're still his creation. You were made in his image, and he has a purpose for your life. And he goes on to say, verse 10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. God is looking for us all the time. He, and just because you're in the, you may be saved already, he's looking for you day by day, minute by moment, minute. Yeah. When you're in that despair, though you're a believer, he says, where are you, baby? Though you might be angry because of what's going on in society right now, he says, where are you, baby? I'm here. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I haven't left you. I haven't forsake you. I have a purpose. I have a plan. You, you were that upset, I have an assignment. Then he goes on to say, "Now, as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem, because they sought the kingdom of God would ap- uh, thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately, and that, that's the thing is that oftentimes we think that God's supposed to just show up. It's good to have an expectation of His arrival, but it's not good that we want Him to show up to prove our righteous cause. No, we show up to prove His righteous cause. That's
0: good. That's good.
1: And now he says." It goes on to say in verse 12, therefore he said, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. In verse 13, he also called 10 of his servants, delivered to them 10 minions, and said to them, Do business until I come. The King J says, Occupy until I come. So, in other words, Jesus is talking and dealing with this rich man. And he says, You have means, Mm -hmm. you have resources. Mm -hmm. But he says, but now uh, uh, salvation is coming to your house. And I love your heart, Zacchaeus, but here is salvation. Now this is where your legacy begins. And then he goes on to use this here parable about a noble man being him. And he supplies, he supplies everything you got. I don't care whether you're wealthy or whether you just got the car you drive in. Everything you have is, be- is, a, is, a, is a testament to your faith. But you got it from God.
0: That's right. That's right
1: whether it's health in your body, a sound mind, whatever it is, you got it from God. Yeah, yeah. If it's good, it came down from the Father of lights. Yeah. And, he, and, and he says here that you are to, he gave the ten servants, whatever they have, whatever you have, it's meant to minister the gospel and make known the name of Jesus Christ. So they may know that there's light and that there's love in the world and that there's hope in the world. And then it says, do business till I come. The purpose of the Zacchaeus, basically what he's saying, Zacchaeus, you have this wealth because you have an opportunity to minister to many. If you go on and read, for sake of time, we're not going to spend a whole, I'm not going to continue on, but if you go on to read the rest of that parable, that's the parable of the ten talents. And notice that when he gave the ten talents and those that went and produced, got ten, made ten, got five, made five, did did the one, only came back with the one, or whatever, uh, doubled up, those that doubled up versus those that, the one that did not, he says, I'll give you cities. He didn't give them more business. He says, I'll give you cities. In other words, your increase is for the purpose of ministering to those that are without and encourages that those that are within so that his kingdom can advance. So So occupy until I come. Continue to prosper, continue to love, continue to advance, continue to do the work of the Father until I come.
0: That's so good. So the way I've always understood that in terms of how it was talked, was stewardship. Steward. Yeah, so in other words, in there. If, if God, it's in there. But if God blessed me with, let's just say, $500, and my job was to turn that into a 1000 Right. And so what's interesting here is what Jesus said to Zacchaeus then is, uh, use these resources that I've given you to win more souls. Right. And the result of being faithful over the financial resources, the person didn't inherit a bigger business God gave him cities. So in other words, he made him responsible for more people. Right. So the more they stewarded the financial resources, he could trust them with more souls if the financial resources were used to save souls.
1: Exactly. Because in the kingdom of God, if you're able to advance in business, that means that you've able, been able to walk in favor with people. Influencer. You've been an influencer. Yeah. You've been an operator of wisdom. You knew when to keep your mouth shut. When to keep so that wisdom right there translates to being able to
0: lead people. Mm. So the wealth then wouldn't be for our lives to grow bigger. The wealth would be to make God rich. Exactly. And, and then how do we make God rich? By winning souls.
1: Right. And He can't help but to continue. Because he won't be outdone.
0: Because he literally said, Zacchaeus is up in the tree. He said, I came to seek and to save that which is lost. Right. So a primary responsibility of the church, if the church, if God has trusted the church with financial resources, the primary responsibility should be to seek and save that which is lost. Exactly. And not have a bless me club where all we're doing is taking care of the saints. Exactly. There you go. All right, let's keep going. Number two. In terms of how to live in light of, we're growing up right right in the midst of all of this. We're growing up. He's growing us up as leaders today. He gives us resources to win souls. Linked up church must be about seeking and saving that which which is is lost. lost, which means we need to have dinner with people that's not saved. We need to stay over folks' house that smell bad and invite them over our house. Hello, somebody. All we want to do is hang out with people that think like us and and at the same economic level as us. Come on, somebody. But Jesus wasn't that way. He went to Nevada. He went to Sin City. He went to Las Vegas looking to save somebody. He didn't go to play the slot machine. Number two, develop spiritual maturity develop spiritual maturity. Ephesians 4, through 16, it really speaks for itself, so I'm going to whip through here. Let's read it out of the Passion Translation. What else can we do in terms of living in light of these warning signs? Greatest gift you can give to yourself is to develop spiritual maturity. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: Here in Ephesians 4, 11, he says, And he has appointed some with grace to be apostles. And some with grace to be prophets. Don't try to do this if you don't have the grace to do it. And some with grace to be evangelists. And some with grace to be pastors. And some with grace to be teachers. Why? Then it tells you why God gave them this grace. It says, and their calling is to nurture. That word nurture means to furnish and equip. Equip. So God called us as pastors to furnish you And to equip you and prepare all of the holy believers, watch this, to do their own works of ministry. So if we look at how church has been set up, the people existed for the man of God and the woman of God. That's not what I'm reading right here. The man and the woman of God exist for the people. That's
1: right. And our
0: job is to equip you and turn this ministry over to you so that you You can can do do the work of of the the ministry. ministry. That's right. So many graces, so many gifts, so many talents out there. Linked up church will never be what it's supposed to be until you do your part. We have to do the equipment, but we can't get there without you doing your part.
1: If you are in the body of Christ, there is an assignment for you. No doubt he is a calling upon your life. And just because the calling might not be preaching on the pulpit doesn't mean that it's minimum to whatever else
0: you may be called to do. Right. And so it goes on to say here and as they do this, watch this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Right. Not the pastor and the first lady. Not the right. pastor's We can't build the church. We can't enlarge it. We're just two people. It cannot be built properly and enlarged properly until the people start doing what it is that God has called them to do. It's called dream teams here at Linked Up Church. It's called connect groups here at Linked Up Church. If you want to be a part of this, we have step two today. You can become a part of the family of God right here at Linked Up Church and join Linked Up Church. Verse 13 says These grace ministries will function until we obtain oneness in the faith. So, in other words, we can't become one in the faith until everyone is doing their part. Somebody type in right now, one in the faith. We must become one. Many members operating as one. That is the key to building up the body of Christ until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know. That word know means deserve fully the Son of God. We all got saved not to be rich. We got saved to know Christ and the fellowship of His sufferings. All we need is more of God deeper relationship with jesus and trust me everything is going to be all right and it says and finally we become one perfect complete and mature in our moral moral character we become a full age that is the will of god for all of our lives is that we become complete and fully mature where our moral character is concerned. Your moral character is way more important than your bank account. Your moral character is way more important than the house you live in. Your moral character is way more important than the car you drive. I challenge you today, don't let the grace and giftings that he put on your life, don't let the grace and the giftings take you somewhere that your moral character can't keep you. That's right. That's right. This is the will of God for our lives and we can't do it without each other. Says this man will, will with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed in the abundance of Christ. Verse 14, and then our inmaturity will end. Well, what does that look like? We will not be easily shaken by trouble. That's good. Nor led away by novel teachings. Or by false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. See, this stuff is going to be so close that it's going to deceive even the very elect if it were possible. But spiritual maturity will be able to recognize that. Because anything that takes you away from Christ did not come from God. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: But instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. All of our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of his body, the church. So notice, if it's his grace on our life, listen very carefully. If it's God's grace on our life, then it will lead us into a deeper relationship with him. If it does not lead us into a deeper relationship with him, it is not his grace on our lives. It's something that someone else put on us because him, her, them or it is taking us away from God and not leading us into a deeper relationship with God. His grace will always lead you into a deeper rela- I need somebody to say amen. Somebody say glory to God. Verse 16 says for his body. This is not our body. I get Tired. My church. This is not my church. This is God's church. Yes. You are God's people. We are all called to do his work. There's no big eyes and little use. This is just the grace on our life to do this part. The grace on your life is just as important as the grace on our life. That's what right. would we do if that camera person wasn't on that camera operating that cam- camera right now? What would we do if building ops wasn't in this building doing their job? What would we do if the band did not play? What would we do if the singers did not sing? What, did we, what would we do with Children's Church and the nursery and the plug? What would we do if they weren't taking pictures and cameras? What would we do? Absolutely nothing without you. That's right. Linked Up Church needs you and your gifting and the grace and the calling that's on your life. Not just Linked Up Church. The body of the Christ. The body of Christ. See, what would
1: have Jesus have done if it just stopped with him? The whole point of his coming... Was to instruct, teach, demonstrate, exemplify, redeem, and then deliver and reveal himself so that we're empowered to carry the message forward. Yep.
0: And I'm gonna end this right here. Listen to this very carefully. Linked up churches in the Bible. <laughs> you all wanna see it? Look at verse 16. For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together. And constantly connected as one come on linked up. come on constantly connected as one come on somebody type that in right now constantly connected as one come on linked up we're in the Bible constantly connected as one come on say it with me constantly connected as one come on say it like you're a preacher constantly. <laughs> Connected as come on, Link. we in the, the Bible, you the, <laughs> yeah. Won't he, do it? Won't he Won't do it? Ain't he all right? He all right. I know he's all right. All right. I know he's all right. Okay. 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 okay, okay. <laughs> and every Watch member this, has been given, and every member has been given divine gifts. Watch this to contribute to the growth of all. Say that again. Every member has been given divine gifts to contribute the growth of all. I can't become everything that I need to be without you. You can't become everything you need to be without me. We just all need each other. Group hug time right now. Group hug time. Come on, bring it in. Bring it in. I need you. You need me. (laughs) <laughs> Come on. Come on. Go right, keep, right, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Operate effectively throughout the whole Bible. Watch this. We are built up and made complete in love. That's right. Agape kind of love. Number That's three.
1: right. So in other words, I don't need to be perfect if yep. I realize I'm purchased. Yeah. And if I realize that I'm purchased That's and he's made me perfect, then I am an important part of this entire party called the body
0: of Christ. That's so good. That's a revelation right there. That's good. That's
1: Number good. three, encourage and support one another. Whoa. Encourage and support one another. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I'll start reading at verse 1 through 11, from from 1 to 11 in the Passion Translation, and this is so good. We are to encourage and support one another, not to complain, not to discourage, not to dissuade, not to tear down, but to encourage, build up, edify, and support one another. Yeah. It says in First Thessalonians chapter five verse one in the passion. Now, beloved brothers and sisters, concerning the question of God's precise times and specific seasons, you don't need me to write anything to you, for you already know quite well that the day of the Lord will come unexpectedly and as a complete surprise. Now, notice there that he's talking about the day of the Lord, right. the day singular, but he refers to the times and the seasons, That's right. the times and the seasons. And when I was praying about this and going over this last night during my studies, I likened it to the, the civil rights movement. Given all that we're experiencing and going through today, protests around the world, I liken it to the civil rights movement because whether you realize it or not, since 1565 when the first uh, group of slaves came here, the civil rights movement began. From that time, 1565, whether you believe it was 1565 or whether you relish it to 1619, it started then, from Nat Turner to Harriet Tubman, Tubman to Frederick Douglass to the, to the, um, to the Perry and Bleacher Stowe's, to all the way up to the MLKs, all the way up even today to Esmeralda Simmons and John Rucker and Van Jones. It's been going since the, since the beginning of slavery up until now. So it's been the Civil Rights Movement, one but it's been an evolution of time, seasons and times. So I, I liken the day of the Lord's return to that. He's returning in a day, in a glimpse of an eye. Right. But we are entertaining, and we're seeing now the times and the seasons. Number three, for a while some are saying, finally, we have peace and security, sudden destruction will arrive at their doorsteps. Like labor pain, seizing a pregnant woman and with no chance of escape. But you, beloved brothers and sisters, are not living in the dark, allowing that day to creep up on you like a thief coming to steal. For you are all children of the light and children of the day. We don't belong to the night nor to darkness. This is why we must not fall asleep. Stay woke! As the rest do, but keep wide awake and clear-headed. In other words, he says, "We are not in darkness. We are not in. We are not living as uninformed people. We are spiritually alive and spiritually discerning to know the times and the seasons. And though it might not happen in that day, we know that we are entering into the time of that day arriving. And he's saying. He goes on to say that." that you don't belong tonight nor are in darkness. You've been enlightened by the power of his word and the the presence of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. But he says, don't fall asleep. Don't ever get laxed in your Christianity. Mm -hmm. Don't ever allow yourself to be compromised in your holiness and the sacredness of who you are and whose you are. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Come on. When you're a Christian, then you've adopted a lifestyle of living for him. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, what he's saying here, just live for him. So, therefore, no matter when he shows up, you ready.
0: That's good. That's good. You ready. Yeah.
1: You got your lighter. You got your lamp oil. and You got your lamp. If those of you who read the story of the ten virgins. She ready. She, she ready. That ain't the one I'm talking about. <laughs> so, amen. <laughs> we, we're, we'll be ready. Amen. So, so that means living for Christ means you're never turning down and saying this ain't the day. That's right. Every day is the day that you decide to live for him. That's right. So then for, in verse 7, for those who are asleep, sleep the night away and drunkards get drunk at night. In other words, he's saying right here that some are in the darkness, and they're satisfied with being in darkness. But then there are some that's just lured away by their pleasures. Uh And they're more encouraged, and they're more enticed by their pleasures than they are about the power and the truth of God's word. Uh Verse 8, but since we belong to the day, to the day, to the sun, the S-O-N, since we belong to the light of God's word and his presence, staying alert. He, said, he goes on to say in verse 9, For God is not destined us to experience wrath, but to possess salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, when you back up in verse 8, he says, Since we belong today, we must stay alert and clear-hearted by placing the breastplate of faith and love in our hearts and a helmet of hope and of salvation in our thoughts. In other words, you, we realize when you're a Christian, when you're a believer in Jesus, you realize that you are in warfare you realize that you are engaged in war every single day. The war starts with your flesh, and the war continues on with how you allow that flesh to show up every single day. Mm -hmm. In fact, we were reminded that, and the two things that we have to guard in our defense of that warfare every single day is our heart and our mind. Mm -hmm. He says here that we must be sure to put on the helmet of our salvation by covering our thoughts. You know, uh, Second Corinthians reminds us that we are the war- weapons of our warfare—they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God. How? By the pulling down of strongholds. He reminds us that we must cast down every imagination that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ. Which means we have to have the knowledge of Christ so that we're able to bring down those imaginations. That's right. He tells us in Proverbs to guard our heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of life. Good. And then he concludes that, going back to verse 9, for God is not destined us to experience wrath, but to possess salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, it's ours, and we got to take it. Yeah. we got to take it and walk in it every single day. Again, encouraging and supporting one another. He gave his life for us, in verse 10, so that we may share in the resurrection life in union with him, whether we're awake or asleep. Now, mind you, he's writing to the church of Thessalonica because they lost a whole bunch of their beloved friends and members, brothers and sisters in Christ, by way of martyrdom. And he's saying, hey, I know you're discouraged. I know you're upset. I know it's not just. I know it's not right. I know it's not the way it's supposed to be. No, it's not God's will. No, it's not his plan. No, he didn't permit it. But sin is still in the earth. And you got to realize that when you're in Jesus, you don't die. And he's making them, he's bringing them to this point to realize whether they're awake or asleep, they're still resurrected. Yeah. Whether they're alive or whether they're d- dead in the flesh, they still are alive in him.
0: Yeah.
1: And he goes on to say in verse 11, because of this, encourage the hearts of your fellow believers yeah. and support one another just as you've already been doing.
0: Yeah.
1: So because of your revelation of how good God is, yeah. because of your certainty of, him, of heaven and eternity, because of his faithfulness and your response to his calling. Yes, I'll go wherever you lead me. Yes, I'll go. It's not just a song, folks. It's a declaration that you have to declare every single
0: day. That's good. That's so good.
1: Every single
0: moment. Yeah.
1: When he admonishes you and and pricks you in your heart to smile at that person that seems to just be disgruntled for no good reason, just to offer them a smile. It's up to us to be that light and obey. Yeah. It's it's up to us to possess our salvation so that we can share it with other people by
0: means of love. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. And if you lost someone during this pandemic, we want to encourage you. We love you. We're praying for you. Black, I know you're watching right now. Your dad just went home to be with the Lord. Man, we love you. We're praying. We're standing with you. But we also want to encourage you that when a believer dies in Christ— It's actually far better than us that are still right here on the earth. That's right. Be encouraged today. Strengthen those that are left and those that are still alive. Let's win as many people to Christ as we possibly can in these last and evil days. We'll close right here for today. So really we're talking about how to live in light of these warning signs. We've talked about, number one, you've got to occupy or do business until he comes. Number two, you've got to develop spiritual maturity. Number three, we encourage and we support one another. Let's close with number four. Ready, set, go. Go with me to Matthew chapter 28, and let's read verses 16 through 20. I'm going to give you a little bit of the backdrop. Jesus has resurrected, right? Uh, He went to the ladies, the women first. He was empowering uh, women's ministry. Uh, Women are needed in the body of Christ. We could not do what we do without the anointed women that God uses. And it's interesting, they were treated as second-class citizens, and the first people that he went to were the women. Yes. It's time that we give women the platforms that they need. It's time that we let them do the ministries and everything that God's called them to do because Jesus is our example in all of this. That's why she's up here with me right now. She doesn't, she's not b- below me. She's by my side. Right? And I am not everything that I am without her being with me. I just wanted to say that publicly. And I also want to say this too. She's helped me build something for 23 years. It would be completely wrong for me to now try to trade her in for a younger model. When the reality is that younger model didn't help me build none of this and wasn't there to help me raise my kids, wasn't there to sacrifice and go through all the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, right? And now here we are getting to our season where the kids are going off to school. It would be completely wrong for me to not give her everything that she's worked for 23 years to deserve. That was wrong yesterday. That'll be wrong today, and that will be wrong tomorrow. It's her time, and it's her season now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yeah, I re- and I receive it. Yeah. Matthew 28. Let's close right here for today. Verses 16 through 20. Jesus has resurrected. This is his final instructions to the disciples before his final ascension and return. He says, Meanwhile, the 11 disciples heard the wonderful news from the women And left for Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had arranged to meet them. The moment they saw him, and this is interesting here, they worshiped. That means that word worship there means they reverenced and they paid homage and they they adored him. But some still had lingering doubts, or in other words, they wavered in their minds and their opinions. I want us to just take a moment right now to just worship the Father and worship Jesus. Don't have any wavering doubts in your mind right now, right where you are, in this room or if you're watching online. Just take a moment to adore him right now. Father, we adore you today. Jesus, we adore you today. Thank you for your life, your death, your burial, and your resurrection. We worship you today, and we give you the glory that is due unto your name worship him right where you are right now let him know how much you love him how much you adore him and how much you appreciate all that he is in your life tell him that you need more of him in your life every single day hallelujah we will not be those that waver and doubt in our minds hallelujah if you couldn't do that if you couldn't worship him right where you are if you couldn't do that That could be an indication that your relationship needs to go a little deeper with him. We're going to give you a chance to do that in a moment. Verse 16 says, Then Jesus came close to them and said, All authority, that word authority, there's a Greek word exousia, and it means all ability, privilege, force, capacity, delegated influence has been given to me. So the father delegated this authority to Jesus. And notice what Jesus said here. I love this. Now go in my authority. See, a lot of people don't want to go because you're looking at what you did wrong. Stop looking at what you did and only look at what he did. That's right. Stop trying to use your authority and use his authority. I love what you said. You don't have to be perfect, just simply purchased. He goes on to say here, now you go in my authority and make disciples. That word disciples means devoted followers of me. Of all nations, that word nations there is ethnos. Linked up church cannot be a church just for one kind of people. Linked up church must be a church for all races and tribes of people. says here, baptizing them. This is a place where people need to get water baptized. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then teach. Look up that word teach there in the Greek and it literally means to disciple. So twice in this context, he said, make disciples. We do that two ways here at Up Church. We do it through connect groups. We do it through dream teams. We'll be adding third ways through classroom instruction. We're developing our finding freedom curriculum or connect to freedom curriculum. We're going to have schools, all kind of different ways to develop and, and make disciples for Christ. He goes on to say here in verse 20, And and teach them or disciple them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you. And never forget, I love this right here. And never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. Or another way to say that, even until I return. Our commander-in-chief has promised to be with us every single day as long as our priorities are to win souls, make disciples of those souls, get people water baptized, teach them to be devoted followers of Christ. He said, as long as you do that, I'll be with you every single day of your life. So we need true champions of the faith. We need true warriors who will depend on God's delegated authority. We trust and believe that by God's grace, Linked Up Church and other churches will make an impact all around this world. I believe the greatest thing we can do for God down this home stretch is to win as many souls as we can to the kingdom of God. We have a mandate from our commander-in-chief to spread the gospel. Our Lord and Savior said to go. When you come back to LinkedIn Church, want no more Pew sitting. Use your gifts, talents, graces, and abilities to serve God. We're going to have evangelism opportunities. We all have been given a mandate to go, and he has not revoked that command. So let's go and be his witnesses to the entire world. Yeah, Everyone viewing today, I got a question for you. Are you ready? Yes. If you're ready, type in, yes, I'm ready right now. Or just type in, I'm ready. And I love what my wife said. If you stay ready, you will not have to get, get ready. ready. So now, while everyone is watching this broadcast right now, I want to give you an opportunity to be on the winning team. That's right. To become a part of the family of God by receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So if you're watching right now and you don't have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, please allow me to pray with and for you. Secondarily, you might say, Pastor, I'm already saved, but I'm not... I don't have a good relationship with God right now. I need to come back to Him. If that's you, I want to pray with and for you. If you want to join Linked Up Church today, we've got an opportunity for you to do that as well. Step two is offered right after this service. So if you want to receive Christ or come back to Christ, put your hand over your heart right now and repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe believe that he died, died, rose from the grave, grave and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. now. As a result result of what I've confessed with my mouth, what I believe in my heart, I I am right now now born again again and in right standing with God, God, and all my sins sins are forgiven forgiven, in Jesus' name. amen 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 my wife and I believe with all of our heart someone prayed that prayer sincerely today if you're that person that you prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart follow the instruction that's on your sc- on the screen right now also if you're a person that prayed that prayer sincerely from your heart just type in I prayed that prayer sincerely from my heart Someone will follow up with you accordingly. Congratulations to you. Welcome to the family of God. Thank you so much for watching our online service. We certainly don't take that for granted. And if you enjoyed today's message and you want to get connected with us, we encourage you to become a part of our online community.
1: That's right, and you can do that by subscribing to our YouTube channel, sharing this video with a friend, and following us on social media. Don't forget to meet us right here on this channel every Sunday for our services.
0: If you desire to help us reach more people just like yourself and advance the kingdom of God, then click the Give button now. This will allow us to connect more people to God, their families, their purpose, and their communities.
1: Thank you again for watching our service on today, and we'll see you next week.